Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Hello, good afternoon to everybody, wherever you're watching from today, tonight, whatever time you're watching at this this broadcast. Welcome to Streams in the Desert. I'm joined today by Pastor Steve, of course, and one of our most, one of our most favorite people in the whole world, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, one of the most favorite pastors and preachers and friends, Pastor Jay Fallon, the famous Scotsman. Jay, you're so welcome. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for joining us today. It is a privilege. It is an honor. It's just nice to see your face and have some fellowship. It is brilliant. What a joy to yeah. be with you. I know. God bless you. Boy. I'm just looking at the, the comments already, Jay. Listen, I have, there's a woman on called Deborah McGowan. She said, I first heard Pastor Jay Fallon preaching at Times Square's church. I'm not coming down. Powerful <laughs> sermon for, for those who were discouraged. Can you remember that time preaching yes, at Times Square Church? Yes, I can yeah. remember it. It was great. It was fantastic. Do you, remember the message? Do, you, do you remember the message? That's the issue, though. Oh, I, I remember the message 100%. Well, give, I, us a, give us the short version then, okay? The, the, short, <laughs> the, 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 short, the short version was Nehemiah was on the wall and there was a voice that said, you know, why don't you come down and chat with us? And then I went to the story in Mark of the crucifixion and underneath the cross they were saying, if you're the son of God, come down. Wow. G- Jesus said, Underneath his breath, I can't come down like Nehemiah. I'm doing a, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a great work up here. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing a great work up here. Oh, I'm not coming is... down. I'm doing a great work. So I'll say that to people, don't come down. We're involved in a great work. Yeah. That is awesome. What a thought. What a thought for Easter Good Sunday. Friday, you know? yeah. Good Friday, even because, yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. Steve. I mean, the, the, the day that's in it, I mean, really the most important day in history, the history of mankind. And in the words of Wesley's hymn, "'Tis mystery all the immortal dies who can explore his strange design." What a phenomenal day. But what a phenomenal thought. Just just ponder that for a moment, Jay. I mean, mean, you can imagine his breath saying that in the spirit of course to God, you know? Nehemiah's building the wall and they're trying to get him off it. He's on the cross and right at the last minute, that voice is in every generation. And it comes in a different way. Right at the cross, right underneath it, he said, if you're the son of God, come down. You imagine that voice. But Christ, because of the love he had for us, the love yeah. he had for the Father, I get the sense of him saying, I can't come down. I'm yeah. involved in a great yeah. work. What a work the cross was for yeah, us. It's, it's- it's awesome. It's an, do you know, Stephen Steve and myself and, and our pastors here at Court Church, of course, we, we sit down for long periods of time to just stream over the atonement, the understanding of the cross. And, uh, and what I'm going to share now can be controversial to some people, but it really shouldn't be because there's, there's, I believe there's a misnomer about the cross. There's this sort of thinking that, that somehow Jesus got separated from the Father at the cross. So when Jesus said, my God, my God, why was thou forsaken me? That everyone is presuming from that statement that God all of a sudden just wouldn't look upon Jesus anymore yeah. and turned his back on him and he became odious because he took on sin. Now, number one, if that was true, then God could look at no human being and never have any interaction with any inter- human being ever from the time of the garden, which is nonsense because he did, you know. Yeah. And secondly, how can God turn away from God? But in actual fact, Jesus is telling the passerby, those who are looking up to thinking that he, because anyone that hangs in the tree was viewed upon as being cursed. And he's quoting Psalm 22. And when you go yes. to the first, I think it is 13. Because yes. Psalm 22 starts off with, my God, my God, so he, why art thou forsaken me? And so Jesus is saying cryptically, not so cryptically, turn to your Bible, read Psalm 22. And as you read down to Psalm 22, it says, for thou shalt not turn away from your afflicted Amen. one. So Amen. he's actually consoling himself yes. and telling other people, this is for you, me. Because the Bible says Christ was in God reconciling the world himself. This was a cooperation mm. of Calvary, of Father and Amen. Son, to bring about the redemption of the world. And far from it that God turned away from Jesus. And if he, and if he did turn away from Jesus, then you don't stand too many good chances of not turning away from yeah. you. But he will never Amen. turn away from Amen. you. Amen. I can't Amen. agree with you more. 
Jay, just before we go back into the topic of the cross and maybe all things concerning that, we would love to know what's been happening the last 12, 18 months of your life, the ministry, the church you're in now, the transition. Just bring people up to speed so they can kind of get to know what's happening for you and Fiona and Ethan. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was way teen challenged for years in traveling. I've always worked out of a church. I've always been part of the pastoral team. I, I think that's so important. You know, the church is everything to me. The church is just everything to me. I love the church of God. Yeah. And I've always, I've never been out on my own. I've always yeah. had a covering. I've always came under a pastor. So I've done that for years, pastoring out bigger churches and being part of the team, ministering. I was Teen Challenge director for years and worked in that ministry and traveling as an evangelist. As you know, I've been in ministry for 27 years Um you know, but just in the last 18 months, there's been a big transaction took place. I've, I've mm-hmm. moved um, from Teen Challenge and I went into pastoring. I, I, I actually started off with a desire to go around small churches and strengthen them and, and, and put pastors in them. I felt a lot of small churches were stepping stones rather than places we could really build something significant. And so I just had a heart for it. So I spoke to a few people and, you know, the church that I was in, you know, was a church, I don't know, three or four hundred. I was working from there. And unfortunately, the man that called me into that lovely pastor, great friend, just mm. just as the start of the pandemic, he passed away, had a heart attack. And it, it, it just threw the church. And he, he was there for 18 years. It threw us all into a bit of a spin. And, you know, I, 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 I didn't feel that I wanted to take the church on to be honest with you although I was offered do you want to stay and I, I decided not to and they wanted to put a new pastor in and he's there now and it's going brilliant but I got took to a little church in Hull and I have been there for the last year it was a little church it was struggling um, but I'm happy to say it's 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 been built up over the last year I've absolutely loved journeying with a group of people like never before in my life Oh, it's wonderful. great. It's great to go to the same people every week and minister and watch growth and help them, uh, you know, on the journey to go from strength to strength and talk them through their struggles. Discipleship for me is not a course; it's a journeying with people, and I've really enjoyed Brilliant. it this this year. Journeying with these people, and I saw the church grow, and I'm happy to say, in that in that eighteen month in, in this last year, it has grown. And just in about three months from now, I'm happy to say that I'll be able to leave there and go to another church, which I'd love to do. And they're going to put a full-time pastor in there now, and he's going mm. to get a wage, and it's all built up, <laughs> and it's just fantastic. That's awesome. Fiona's still working with Teen Challenge. You know, her life's not changed. She's been really, really busy, actually. Um, you know, really busy detoxing uh, girls and helping. I mean, she just loves the work. And so she has been non-stop, really through this and Ethan's at college he's been studying law he passed his driving test he's driving he's working (laughs) he's working so in in that sense but pastoring and the church has allowed me you know before the COVID just came to still travel a bit but when that came all the traveling stopped and you know it was a bit of a shockwave to me because I am a traveling speaker as well and everything just stopped and, you know, mm. I just had to readjust. Uh, there was just a lot of readjustment to do. And, you know, it, it's been quite a journey. But I, as far as church and pastoring is concerned, I've absolutely loved it, Nick. I need to say that I've really, really loved the privilege of, of pastoring people. Wonderful. You know, I, I look here uh, on screen again because I want to bring in as many people that are watching. Larry and Ruth Hill, as you know, great friends of yours as well as great yeah, friends of I ours love, there. I love Larry. Yeah, now, Larry and Ruth for many, many years uh, pastored faithfully a small church, even though they had a ministry internationally like yourself. They would go from several months or weeks of the year to some very poor parts of Africa and, and China. Uh, but in, in the smallness of that church, then God brought them to a larger church, the Cork Church, where they were an immense blessing. Uh, here for and still part of us in many ways, Larry and Ruth are, and again back into small churches again. And it's amazing, isn't it? You can you can garner. It's great to be in a bigger church, but also to where God has you is the right place to be. You know, I mean, you can the presence of God. We had the presence of God when we were small churches, 
it was very rich and very beautiful. And we have the we have the presence of God in the larger church as well. So it's a it's it's good that you can take the positive from pastoring from moving into what was a wider dynamic ministry and say, no, I'm actually enjoying what God is doing. And to see these men and women and boys and girls come into a deepness in the Lord and journey with them. I think that's the real heart of a pastor, Jay. So we commend you and bless you for that. Oh, thank you. As I say, it's, it's, it's just been a joy. I mean, they have enriched, my life has been enriched by these people. I think they've given me more than I've given them. And to just see the church grow and, and God's love for the church. And it's all about people. It's all yeah. about people. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask you a question now, and everyone's watching, okay? So you can see him flinch, okay, if he's got with this question. Jay, <laughs> do you ever, because Fiona is a Cork girl, okay? And yeah. we love we love you and Fiona over here. Do you ever see a day that maybe God, and don't get spiritual with me now, is there ever the possibility in your heart of Ireland, and Cork for that matter? I, I would need to say 100%. If, if I ever oh. got released, I love Cork. I, I love the Irish church. Uh, you know you know that as I walked into your church, it was a, a, a pivotal, uh, life-changing moment for me and formed friendships with you, Stephen, and the church and the Irish church at large. So I could never say no to that because of my love in my heart for Cork. Wow. And if, if the Spirit of God released me, then, you know, it, it wouldn't be a hard place to come to, Nick. I just need to be honest with you. It wouldn't be difficult because I love it already. Yeah. yeah. So We've always, we, 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 we're opening up some secrets here now because Steve and myself, and we've always said... I'm a bit nervous of that answer, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no. But don't worry, we understand there is the will of God in this as well. And, and, but there will be nobody happier than us because we have to say from the time of the friendship starting, the way you got to your heart and we took you to our heart and the Irish church generally, you have become, even though you're across the water, Fiona works with Ruth Hill, really yeah. coordinating the latest ministry here for yeah. what we're doing. Now that's on ice with the COVID thing, but that's not yeah. the issue. The issue is that you have a credibility and in a ministry here among the Irish church that few pastors get the heart of the Irish that sort of way. And uh, you, you're such a tremendous, you're, you're already part of the front row. I mean, you're already yeah. part of the summer fire leaders. You're sort of part of, you're like the, one of the staple sides of that. So we always, don't we, Steve, we always kind of say, Absolutely. wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, you know uh, even if he's an old oh. gray man, he'll still be full of fire when he gets over here. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll still be full of the fire. I'm not, yeah. You know, uh, but I mean, I would just, that would, I mean, how could it not be a joy? You know, it's, yeah. it's working with people with the same spirit. It's, it's something really special about that. And, you know, even this connection we've got, it's it's a God thing. It, you know, it wasn't an accident. God God ordained it. And, mm. you know, who who knows the future? This is the day the Lord has made. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Steve, Steve, just make sure when you go with the, with the wage offer, go in low first. He's just got some money trying to get you. Know? <laughs> uh, listen, that, yeah, the, the, the older I'm getting, the wage has gone up. Nick, I'm, I'm afraid you should have got me when I was less experienced. <laughs> We'll start the negotiations over a McDonald's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, we, you know, you can always come over. We can pay you in the bank of heaven. You know, that's okay. Uh, well, simple. you know. Steve, so, Jay, Steve, any questions for Jay today? Hi. Um, you were talking about um, Fiona, you know, really being busy in Team Challenge. And this, this pandemic has been a real onslaught for people who have a tendency towards addictions or have had addictions in the past, Jay, and, and I know you have a wealth of experience there. Is there anything that you could say to, to young people or people who are just being, I suppose, leaning into, into potentials there of, of addictions? Anything you could say to them, just even to, a little bit of a rescue mission to anybody who's listening today? Well, I, I think I would say to young people, um, especially and this pandemic, which has been devastating for thousands, millions of people, I think this pandemic has, you know, it has threw our lifestyles into a different place and there's temptations. That's what I would say, you know, yeah. the temptation, because of the lack of fellowship, there's an enemy who would love to discourage and, you know, distract and, and you know, isolate. Um, you know, the, the enemy is, is still bent on you know, disturbing and, you know, um, 
really, you know, got traps out for young people yeah. and, temp and temptations and things like that. Uh, what I would say to young people is, is what I've said to young people who I do speak to on Zooms and other things, I would say this, you know, it, it always takes me back to the story of Enoch and I think of Daniel and Joseph. You know, they walked with God yeah. in difficult times. Yeah. yeah. They, they walked with God in situations that were absolutely horrendous, circumstances that were out of their control. So to me, what I've tried to say to them, the walk doesn't change. The circumstances mm. will. Mm. The storms will hit your boat. The temptations may be greater because right now you can't be with friends or sometimes even family in church. But what I tell you, you can be with God and all of us, no matter really what age, this is about walking with God. This is about mm. trusting God's word. So I would, say, right. I would say to the young people, saturate yourself in the word of God. Saturate yourself in the Zoom that your churches are putting out. Saturate yourself in prayer. And, you know, it's not easy. It's a difficult yeah. time. There's no doubt about it. But I need to say, uh, uh, Steve, I've, I've, I've not any clever answers for it. I look at Daniel, mm. I look at Joseph, I, I, I look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I look at young people who Christ does give you a power not to bow the knee. The power you need is going to come from him. The strength mm. you need is going to come from his. As your days, so shall your strength be. Yes. I am with you. Now, when you go through the fires, I am with you. Now, I like to say to young people, He's not on the other end waiting for you and he's not telling you just to get on with it. There's a divine promise for you, young people, for yeah. all of us. I am with you. And the, the fact that God yeah. is in the, in the fire with me, Steve, and not waiting on the other end. And just yeah. well, I'm That's going to forge your character. I'll be waiting at the other end. I hope you make it. I hope you've got enough faith to get oh, no, to the yeah. other side. Uh, I hope you just yeah. go on with it. And, and by the way, I'll be standing at the front there. Say, I'll be standing at the, the front of the fire saying, go on, trust me. He said, uh -huh. I, want you, I want you to know something, young people. I will be with you yeah. in, mm -hmm. in the fire. I won't be at the Lovely. other end of it. I'll actually yeah. be in this pandemic with you. Walk with yeah. me and keep having conversations with me. I mm. will give you strength. I will yeah. give mm -hmm. you grace. I will show you a way through. So yeah. that's what I'm Hallelujah. saying to young people, Steve. Keep yeah. your walk with God. It's a simple statement, Steve. But I think it's the truest statement I could say to every young person going through temptation. Yeah, Jay, that's, that's, you, that's a moment. Sorry, that that's a moment by moment choice of of recognizing that God is with me. It's not an emotional feeling. It's no. not a a fire, you know, burning somewhere that that I can visibly see. It's a moment by moment choice to know that God is with me. God is with me, and he is greater than whatever giant, whatever voice is speaking in my ear, do this, do that, or, or you're this or that. Brilliant, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Nick. Jay, Jay, no, not at all, Steve. Um, Jay, I'll be honest, as you were sharing that, I really felt a touch of my own spirit when you were just sharing that, because I know you have great conviction in these truths, but there was a touch in it. And anyone, anyone that's watching is going to feel it. Would you just pray now, just a short prayer, that the men and women of God, young and old, will have a revelation of that truth because it's really to have a revelation of it. Yeah. We, we know it from the scriptures, but you know, it, it, something needs to hit us like a fish across the face and alert us to this reality. Would you pray for those who are watching today that they will have a revelation how yeah. near he is to them? Let's just pray. Just two-minute prayer, Jay. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for that name, Emmanuel, mm -hmm. that God is with us. Yes, thank you, Lord. It's not just a name, it's an absolute reality. And I want to pray for every young person under the sound of my voice right now, every man oh and woman of yes. God, every single person who's listening to this podcast, that you are not in front of the trouble saying, just get on with it, and you're not at the other end saying, I'll yes. be there waiting for you. I thank you for the reality of your divine comfort, your divine promise Hallelujah. when you go through I will be with you. Wow. This is not the word of a man. It's not the word of a denomination. It's the word of the Lord who cannot lie. Lord, I pray for a revelation 
of divine manifestation of your presence. Oh, I pray God. for an awareness of your power, your voice and your comfort, that we are not praying from a distance, but you are actually walking with us, that you are actually with us. Yeah, and I pray for that divine revelation for every young person who's sitting in a room right now who feels alone. Fill mm. that room with your presence oh, no, for every Thank leader, you, every pastor, Thank every you, Lord. man, every yes, woman. Lord. Manifest yes. your presence, Lord. Yes. In yes, fact, it was in the fire where you manifested yourself. It Hallelujah. was in the fire where you mm. revealed yourself so yes, that we could, we could read it one day and realize you are with us. And the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. You Hallelujah. are with Thank us. You, we will Thank go you, through and get to mm. the other end because you have promised, I will never leave you or forsake mm. you. Lord, answer this prayer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank, Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Che. Those of you watching, if you have any comments, please just put them up and, and we'll, we'll pass on your comments. Or if you have any questions, uh, I've Jer Jerry Doyle and Jerry, God bless you. You're such a great uh, encouragement to us here in streams. Jerry wants to know, Jay, and I think you'll enjoy this one. And I'll give you a moment to think about it. But uh, what is your favorite summer fire memory? Is there is there any memory that stands out? Is it that was a memory for me or a moment? I know there's been many, many of them, but if there's not, because sometimes there's so many. But uh, is there one you can kind of did we prank you at all? I don't know if we ever did that here or not. <laughs> it's no, me, like no. McDonald's. <laughs> To thank him for preaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Steve took me to McDonald's one afternoon, after, Sunday afternoon for dinner. Um, you had to pay, didn't you? <laughs> uh, do you know what? That, that, there's not, there's not one, one, one um, thing. I think my first one. You know, I, I, I need to say it was such a. I, that's my biggest memory. The first one because it was, it was a humbling experience. Um, and to be there, and I was, I started up. Remember, I came to preach to the youth. Um, mm -hmm. at the first, the, the, uh, you know, I preached That's in the right, big tent yeah. on the Friday. Um, but I actually, I actually couldn't remember. I'll, I'll tell you what, it was funny because none of you would know us. I was preaching to the youth during the week, and I was to preach on, on, on the Friday, and I actually forgot that I was preaching on the Friday. And and I think Stephen, I don't know if you remember us. Uh, you drove me down to Duns, was it Duns, to get a suit. That's right. That's right. So yeah. I, I forgot I was preaching on the Friday in the big tent. So Steve, Steve had to drive me down to Duns to buy it. I bought a hundred pound suit and looked to park and got away with it. Nobody's ever heard that story. But, so, but that's a funny story. But I mean, preaching to the youth, uh, you know, when the first time I was there and the response and people getting saved and baptized and just the whole atmosphere of the camp. Uh, so I'm, I need to, I need to say that the, the first one. It just holds a lot of just amazing senses of emotion and feeling, and and my memory. Uh, I loved it, and of course, uh, you know, all these years later, you know, it just it's just a special place. I've, 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 how could you pick out one? They're, they're just all phenomenal. It's been a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal yeah. conference. It is. How many years is it? Is it twenty five years, Steve? Wow. Oh, no, wow. we're, we're on the twenty sixth or twenty seventh year. That's amazing. We did our 25th or a couple of, we, wow. I, I, yeah. It's been a long time, yes. anyway. But let, let me tell you something, Jay, because I'll tell you how raw we were in the early days. Well, we started off originally up, and Mike called me about the conference, and, and it started up in Donegal. I remember, uh, I think they lost my screen or something, but anyway, I, I remember um, we had Paul de Cock from Holland was one of our speakers at the time, and I didn't know Paul, but he's related to Stephen. But apparently, anyhow, he was speaking for youth, so they're you know the youth they always do a few fun and games, and uh, poor old Paul they, they said it got him involved in the game, and the game was really you take a two liter of Coca Cola or something, but it's you empty it of course, okay, and you cut off the end of it so it's like a funnel, so you can imagine this big two liter of Coca Cola like a funnel, and the whole <laughs> idea of the game is that you're meant to put like a, a, a fifty a, a coin on your head, and you're meant to catch it into the funnel, okay? Yeah, so yeah. He's, He's naive, you heard of already, but those who haven't heard me, he's naively, he's the, he's the main speaker from the conference, this man is. And, and they say, oh, you have to tuck it inside your, to the front of your belt. So Paul the cock tucks the funnel part into the front of his belt hair and the front of his trousers and then proceeds to put his head backwards and put the coin on it to try to drop it down into the funnel. But unbeknownst to him, as his head is back, the guy's going to jug a freezing cold water and <laughs> pour it down the funnel. And I saw it. I'm the, I mean, I'm of course I'm the organizer, and I'm thinking, 
I mean, talk about your young people that, that you yeah, know. I, know. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that was Stephen McBride yeah. on his lot at the time. Yeah. Did that, yeah. you know. So that, no, just tell you, we've come a long way since then. Since then, we haven't pranked anybody's bad. Well, I'm, um, I'm glad of that, to be honest. <laughs> You came uh, in yeah. when it was easy, Jay. You came in yeah, when it was easy. I think I think I came in when it was all, it was it was going up and up and up. So <laughs> I'm blessed. Yeah, it was very very good. I've just got a couple of questions coming in here. Um, uh, Jamie, Jamie's just giving his heart to the Lord. He's, he's really on a great road with the Lord, Steve. And he asked a question here: Should yeah. someone who wants to street preach gain full knowledge of the old covenant also? Uh, so um, you know. Uh, give us your answer. I'll put an answer on it after Jay. But he's a young man. He's, he's got a heart for the Lord. Yeah, I would. I, I would just say, look. Fo I would focus on the New Testament. I would focus on that for the moment. But you know, it would, it's great. It's, it's great to have a knowledge of both the whole Bible because mm -hmm. the whole Word is the Word of God. You know, every, every bit of it is divine. Every bit of it is powerful. Every bit of it, even the things that were written in the past, are there. Uh, written for us for our encouragement, our warnings. But uh, when I was a young Christian, I, I, I gave it the same advice I got. I saturated mm -hmm. myself in the New Testament. Um, you know, I'd, I'd get to every course I can get on, every every, every Bible study, every teaching. Uh, you know, get, get yourself familiar with scriptures, the yeah. Old and the New Covenant, and, and yeah. make sure that you, you know the, the right answers, what you're going to say, because you need to know what you're saying when you're out there. Yeah. Yeah, when you're dealing with the holy things of God, you, at least what you can do is you can talk from what God has done, Jamie, yeah. in your life. You Amen. can share the salvation story, the, the person and lordship of Christ, how he's changed your life. And he has. We, we, we're all seeing how, what God's doing Amen. in you. But it, it is a walk, and you can't hothouse uh, anybody into Christian growth. You have to walk with God. But it doesn't mean in that journey of walking that there's not utility and great ability. Look at the disciples. They were quite baby Christians in many Well, yeah, they weren't. They weren't. They were three and a half years, really, with the best teacher in the whole world, the best Bible school ever. But, you know, all Christian discipleship starts at a point, and you just grow into it. And your knowledge of the Word of God will grow with your journey with God, and it should grow every healthy things grow so if your faith is healthy as a christian it'll grow in your relationship with the lord it'll grow in your knowledge of the word and uh, but in that journey you have a huge story to tell people and uh, before you preach you need to know god's called you to preach he's certainly called you to declare him and testify of him and uh, but uh, but i think i think you're on a great journey anyway but to know the old covenant is a great plus but you're going to get to know it if you keep tuning in the core church because we preach the Amen. whole of god here god bless you deborah McGowan wants to jay can you just just in a brief nutshell your experience when you got filled with the holy spirit uh, i think that's what she said uh, uh, and yeah and how you were elected in the united states well we know that story but you can share that too but can you remember when you actually got baptized in the holy spirit jay Oh, yes, yes. It was a yeah. couple of weeks after I got saved. I got, I, I went into this little kind of Pentecostal church, I suppose you would you would call it. I got saved. And then I remember being in my room a couple of weeks later. I was listening. To, there's a, there was a Christian singer who I absolutely loved at the time. His name was Don Francisco. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just, his songs seemed to minister to me. There was something powerful um, about his songs. Um, and I remember listening to one of his songs. It's a song called "I'll Never Let Go of Your Hand." And I know the song. Beautiful I, song. I, I, I was in this. I was in my room, and I just I just broke this song because I came from a terrible lifestyle, you know. And and I just broke. And the next minute, the atmosphere in the room changed. And you know, the next minute, I I just I started speaking uh, in tongues and out in my belly okay, that this river flowed. And and you know, just for. I was in the room for hours, and there was just waves of love coming over me. I, I was broken, you know. I had it was such an encounter, um, you know. I mean, I know everybody's experience is different, but all I can say to you was it was one of the most apart from my salvation. It was this the encounter of being filled, and funny enough, because what happened was there, there was some besetting sins that I was still fighting with and struggling with attitudes and things. I, I seem to have a fresh power over these things. I, uh, you know, something mm. of a bapt I think I got baptized in the love of God. Something happened in me. Yeah. And, and, and I, it was just, uh, what an experience I had. It was so powerful, Nick, uh, you know, and, and it was, it was lovely. I was, I remember crying, weeping, praying. And I, I remember phoning up the pastor <laughs> 
And I just said to him, you know, and he had a coffee with me and told me everything that had happened and explained it to me. But oh, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. That's awesome. What, what, what That's a awesome. moment. And, and awesome. I've, I've had a relationship with the spirit. I, I, you know, I've walked with him. He's, he, you know, he's, he's taught me things. He, he's been my teacher. You know, he's, he's, taught, he's helped me. I never had a father, but I'll tell you, through the spirit and the word of God, he's helped me to be a father, a husband. I've, I spoke to him about everything. I've tried to keep that relationship open so I, I can just walk, walk, walk with him. It's been amazing. That's I remember awesome. like, when, when we were out on the boat, we were out doing some fishing, myself, you, Larry, and you asked that question, outside of becoming born again, what has been the greatest experience of the Lord in, in, in your life? And, and all of us were, were unanimous, you know, getting baptized yeah. in the Holy Spirit, you know, speaking in tongues for the first time. I remember it, you know, such the, the joy. I remember the liberty. That came into my life the liberty to pray the the liberty to speak the, the liberty mm -hmm. to worship the it's like a turbo boost in all of those areas <laughs> <laughs> wonderful then, wonderful thank then, god for it you know what, a, what a beautiful gift I, I was i was 13 i was 13 years old and i didn't really want to tell my mom and dad because even though i'm saved i'm a christian I still don't make my bed or hoover my room, you know what I mean? I'm still, you know, you know, I'm a teenager, you know what I'm saying? And, and so you're dealing with all these, how could God do this to me? And I'm still, you know, not the yeah. compliant teenager. I'm not a rascal, I'm not a, you know, I'm not out there drinking and whatever that, at that time of my life. But, but I, I, I remember, just like yourself, Stephen, it was, mm -hmm. I, was in, I was sitting in a small meeting, about 10 people, Sunday morning, breaking the bread, and somebody prayed a prayer around the breaking the bread that was so... He was divinely animated, you know, and so powerful that I started to shake and I and I just burst into tongues where I was and I was deeply yeah. mortified because I just didn't think I deserved this and that was it just me? Was I learning these words from somewhere else? But it was like a river that flowed and Amen. it was a powerful experience for sure. There's a very good question here, Jay, and maybe Steve, you can give some light on this as well. It's from Dawn because I think this is a practical question that we'll all face at different times. We all have. If you have ever wrestled with, now the question is, have you really ever wrestled with the closing and beginning of a chapter in your life? And how have you come to agree with God about it? Which is a, a nice way to end, end it on. Yet, so I think we understand what that means. You know, it, Has there been a time where there's been a closing of a chapter, Jay, and the opening of a new chapter, and that you had to really come into agreement with God about that? I'm sure there has been. <clears throat> yeah, I think... I think two, two, I think two of the biggest things when things were coming to the end of a chapter, when I was pastoring out of a church and traveling, and then I was being led to be the director of Teen Challenge UK. Um, you know, that, the, that, that call to that, the responsibility, I really didn't feel equipped. Number one, I felt really insignificant. And when I was asked, would I like to do this role? Um, I went and prayed about it, you know, me and Fiona, and God was definitely calling me to it. But I, there was a sense of, you know, it means a lot of things would have to stop. I'd have to cut down on travelling. I'd, I'd, I'd need to, you know, come come away from pastoring local church and a, and a big church. I'd still be part of the team, but I, I knew the energy and, the, and that was coming to an end to give myself to something. I'd need to give myself quality. That, that was difficult. And just lately... Leaving Teen Challenge over the last few years and God calling me <laughs> into pastoring and, and, and traveling, it was, it, was, it was a difficult, but there, there, there is what I call necessary endings. Mm -hmm. And God gives you the grace um, to, to, to end something because I think sometimes it's not, see, it's easy to end something bad, but when you're walking away from something good, um, and what you're going into is uncertain. So you need to just trust God um, on that journey. And this is about, for me, it's about, there's necessary endings. But it, to me, it comes down to obedience. But I, I just, I, I need to, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm trying to make it not spiritual, but in one sense it is spiritual because it, at the end of the day, it's about obedience. Mm. And so it's still it not, it's not it hard. It, it, it's not hard uh, when it, when you're doing it in obedience. But it, what I meant to say was, it's still difficult, even though you're being obedient. 
I mean, I was I was leaving Team Challenge. I was leaving being the director. Uh, you know, I was going back into a, a, a church, um, and I just loved that. I loved being there, but it it was time to end. And but God gave me the grace, and you know, I'm again I'm following God. So it's about obedience, and if if you're obedient, whatever is leading you, it, it might be a difficult journey, but it's the right one. If when you know when you know it's right, you know it's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember, I remember when I'd been working a career as, as an engineer and and in a multinational company, and we'd planted the church in Letterkenny, and I'd trained, I'd, I'd done my pastoral training and stuff, and and God called myself and Wilma to leave Letterkenny Church and go to another church in Derry and become assistant pastor there, and I remember one 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 of the issues. One of the big issues was I, I was leaving my dad and uh, and mum who were pastor in the church. I was leaving them behind. They were trying to retire. The natural progression would have been possibly that I would have stepped into leader, you know, as as a stepped in as a pastor in, in that church in Letterkenny. But God had told me to go to Derry, and I had to have faith for for myself and Wilma to go to Derry. But I had to have trust God with the church I was leaving behind, and that was nearly the hardest to walk away from something without knowing the solution. Now, God had his plan. He had Trevor there, and, and Trevor was, was to take over. But I, I had to trust God. It was sometimes it, it was hard to trust for the thing I was leaving behind, that God had a plan for that. You know, so I remember that, that being a challenge, and, and, and God answered all the, all the questions. And we, we, we did. We moved, but it was a struggle. Yeah. I, 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 I remember another time I was... I was in a church and Birmingham, me and Fiona were there. We were, you know, we joined the pastoral team and I was doing the youth. It was a church of about, quite a, a large church at the time. There was about a thousand people there. And I got a phone call from Teen Challenge saying, you know, there's a big building in Scotland and, you know, there's, there's no staff there. There's no people there. We're looking for somebody to pioneer Teen Challenge Scotland. Fiona was, I think, seven months pregnant. and. I came off the phone. I don't mind sharing this experience with you. Have I got time to, to share this? Sure, sure. I was in this office in this big church, lovely office, secretaries. In fact, it was one of the times in ministry where there wasn't any financial pressure. They were giving us a good wage. We had a nice house. Soon I was seven months pregnant. I remember a drug addict came into my office and said, can you help me? And I said, I'll, I'll have a look. And I said, sorry, mate, I can't find anywhere. And he walked out the office and God said this to me. You used to cry for people like that. Mm. You you now love preaching more than you love people. Wow. And I got so convicted. I didn't even know I had moved. Yeah. And I, I gave that guy the phone call back and said, I'll, I'll, I'll pioneer Team Challenge Scotland. And this was a country house in the middle of nowhere, 13 miles to go and get, get a pint of milk. And I remember driving up and I just sat there and I put my head on the table and I cried. I thought my wife's seven months pregnant. I don't, Fiona won't mind me telling you this. Fiona, we have went everywhere together. We are one. She was seven months pregnant and I said, Fiona, and she says, we're leaving, aren't we? And I said, yes. And it's the first time I'd seen my wife cry. And she went, oh, I just love it here. I said, I know. Uh, mm. And and we went up there, no staff, no students. And we're happy to say, Ethan was born there, and we're happy to say they're celebrating 20 years this year mm. being opened. Yeah. Hundreds of young men have went through and been saved and yeah, baptised in the awesome. spirit. We, we built the staff up, we built the centre, we pioneered Teen Challenge Scotland. But I went from I went from preaching to youth and preaching to a thousand people once a month, and the, no preaching for a year. God had to take something out of me, and He'd done a deeper work in me. And it That's was awesome. sure, it was a difficult place to leave. But yeah. sometimes the good is the enemy of the best. We can't get attached to what we think is best. God had another plan. Little did I know from that position I would become the director of Teen Challenge UK and go on to do bigger things mm. from God. Amen. But, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
you know what? I, I'm going to share something oh. with you. Uh, oh, on, one last, um, just one last thing. Sure. That, that addict who came into my office, I went and, I went and got him and brought, and brought him to Team Challenge Scotland. <laughs> that's awesome. On you go. On you, awesome. on you go. <laughs> on you go. That, is, that is awesome. So I, I, I'm going to share just a couple of things that I think might help you with your question because um, that's a minister's point of view. Let me tell you a, a couple of things that really I had to journey through and come into agreement with God on, and I found it very difficult. And I won't go down anything long, but you, I think we'll identify with some of those. Uh, when my father got cancer and, and, I, and I knew God was going to take him, um, when it became apparent, I found that very difficult. Uh, I've shared very much with people about that. Yeah, men normally tend to, we, we kind of stiff up a lip and pretend it's not happening to some level. Even ministers, you, you can go through the motions. So I found that, I found that very difficult to, to, um, to navigate that emotionally and, and try to st not break down in front of my family. And then as I got older, and I'm old, well, that's it's only five years ago, but even get, becoming mid-year mid of life um, and um, the greater part of your life being behind you and you start seeing your children going up and leaving and getting married, that was another huge transition for me that I didn't, you know, it's a passing that you don't, you don't get back. You know, yesterday I came home from the office. My wife was sorting through our son Jordan's um, bits and pieces. He's married now just about eight, eight or ten months and moved to Geneva, ministering for the Lord there. And she's going through all, everything from his youth weekends, boxes and boxes. He you know, put stuff in the rubbish, keeps stuff, CDs, tapes he made. And the slipping of time and, and those melancholic moments. So, you know, we pass through them in various levels. It can be relationships. It can be, and they're difficult, difficult times. Ministry-wise, as Jay and Stephen, you know, and we've all had very similar type of experiences. And I just want to say it is common. But Jay said something. There's an obedience to the Spirit. And it should be easier for us to obey when we get to walk with Him longer. We understand the character of God better. That he is, he is, uh, he has our welfare at hand all the time. He knows what's best for us, you know. So, uh, whatever you might be passing over to a sister, trust him and obey him. That you old song, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy yes. in Jesus is to trust and obey. Emma Doyle is on. God bless you, Emma. You're every week we love Emma because she always gives us a question. Hello, Jay. I've been deeply impacted by your preaching at Summer Fire. Good to see you. So there's what your number you. one Irish fan, I think. So Amen. thank you, Jay. And, and it was good to see um, as well. Uh, Judith's mom and dad were on from Donegal as well. So Judith's our sister-in-law, you know, Gavin's wife, Judith. Yes. I put up the comment here if I can. Uh, because they're a sweet couple. They, they just had their 57th anniversary um, there uh, uh, last week. Jay, okay, so they, they also too put a lovely comment to see you uh, here on the Irish Forum. I can't find the, the comment, but anyway, they do send their greetings to you, okay? Praise the Lord. We're getting near the end of the time, folks. Um, interesting, here we are, Good Friday. And something just to leave with you, because uh, some of you guys like Jerry on, and, uh, and uh, you're going to be a little... You, 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 you love a little bit of nuggets to take away. I'm going to give you a little nugget this week. None of these things are overly important, but they are, they can help to shed some sort of light to you. But in Matthew 12, Jesus says, as Jonah was in the belly of the wind, three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. Now, obviously, if we do our counting, uh, tonight is one night, Saturday night is two nights, and Sunday morning, that's not three nights. So did Jesus, was he just being allegorical? Was it literally three days and three nights? He was going to be in the belly of the whale. Uh, and so it, it, this has ended a big discussion in Christendom down through the centuries. The same when it comes to Christmas. Is it the 25th of December? Is it the 6th of September? As others will say, or the 5th of January? There's so many. The issues, number one, really don't matter because they're in an area of proper concentration where the church says, we, this is at best guesstimation, we're going to take this week here and focus upon the greatest event that has ever happened. But let me give you a little nugget that might help you a little bit. Apparently, the Galileans, Jesus was a Nazarite in Galilee, and the Nazarites, they all celebrated Passover uh, in, a, in, a, in a traditional way. They celebrated it actually on the Thursday, not on the Friday. Uh, you know, so, uh, so, uh, so on the Wednesday. So they, they had the Passover meal a day earlier, and, and it was to do with people. Apparently, it was to do with that there were so many animals being slaughtered at that time of the year, and also it was a traditional difference because the 
there was a little bit of spiritual snobbery between the, the Jews in Jerusalem and in the hinterlands. It's like in every denomination in the world has the same sort of things. So, you know, if you're in if you're in England, all all the London churches they they think they have it all together, or whatever it might be, or the, if you're in Ireland, the Dublin churches might think it. But there's that sort of spirit. <laughs> but there was traditionally that uh, thing even in Judaism, and so the, the people from the Galilee area mostly at their, 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 their Passover, and it was also a Sabbath day as well, that time of the year, so there was two Sabbaths happening. So if it's quite possible and possible that the actual death of Jesus was yesterday in a historical context. So to answer your theological questions, because some of them have asked me that recently, there's a very good understanding of that. The Nazarites did it a day earlier, so more than likely Jesus, in my opinion, probably was crucified yesterday, but it's not the issue. The issue is that for our concentration and our spiritual con uh, con contemplat contemplating this most epic and most phenomenal event, and I say that the most phenomenal event in history, the death and the resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, Amen. it is the apex of revelation. Yeah. And it's the only message that can change a man, the bad Amen. man, and make him into a good man. Amen. And Jay, that's what we, I love when you started off telling us about that first message you preached in Times Square Church. Yeah. Don't come down off the wall. Amen. End with that again. Give us, end this, give us something inspirational, Jay, out of your mouth before we leave and pray. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I mean, the power of God. I mean, he was dead. And now he he's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. He was dead and he died because of his love for the Father and his love for this world, for us, yeah. for his church. And he is, he, is, he is alive. He is right now interceding. He is right now praying for his church. He is right now an ever-present help in time of trouble. And as yeah. I said at the beginning, I, I say to end, I'm so glad when he said, it is finished. He never came down. I'm yeah. so glad. And I wanted to say to the Irish church and everybody who's listening to me, you know, there are voices that still say come down. There are voices that are saying, is this worth it? There's voices that are saying, is the price too much? I want to say to you, don't come down. We're involved in a great work. We might mm. not always see with our eyes. But we know that the word of God does not return void. A man, if you saw and you do not faint, you will reap in due season. So keep running the race that's marked out for you. You are not alone. We are Hallelujah. not alone. He is with us. Hallelujah. And he is never going to forsake us, or he's never going to leave us. He has called us into this, and he is going to give us the strength and the grace and the mercy to keep going. So don't come down. Keep going. <laughs> Hallelujah. With that, uh, I think we'll come to an end because I am, I am feeling the love, Jay. I'm feeling, I'm feeling uh, refreshed just by hearing you mm -hmm. preach the gospel to me here and to others because that is the gospel message spoken by a man of God to us all. And none of us preachers are beyond receiving. I receive that into my spirit today. I am not on my own. Much as I can Amen. feel it at times, I'm not. He is Amen. with me. He comforter abides. I just want to greet a good friend of mine who just joined us as well, all the way from Jacksonville, Florida, Lenny Pasadena for joining us today, John McGuinness and others. The Lord bless you. We're going to end with a quick word of prayer. I'm going to get Pastor Steve to close us in prayer. Sure. But Jay, before we do pray again, we are, we, 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 it's, it's easy for us to tell you how much we love you because it comes from our hearts. And, and, and Fiona, an absolute princess among women, and Ethan, a, a wonderful gentleman. You've reared a wonderful young man, a man of, young man of God, and uh, you're a blessing to us, and you always have the, Irish, the heart of the Irish people. So thank you for joining us today. The Lord bless you and your church. Stephen, you close us in prayer. Sure. Lord God. Lord God. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, that even though you you struggled with the cup, Lord, that, that you were given, Lord, and you wanted it to, to pass the, the human 
say it if you wanted to avoid it, oh God, you didn't come down, oh God, you didn't come down, Lord, you no, didn't, you didn't run you away mean, from it, oh God, you didn't call please. legions of angels, oh God, which you could have done, oh God, mm, oh Father, Lord, you, Lord, Lord, you Thank went, you, Lord. Lord, to that cross, oh God, you allowed, Lord, those those men, Lord, to put nails through oh, your hands, Lord, nails through your feet, oh God, oh Father, Lord, and, and all the time, Lord, it was love that was holding you to it, Jesus, Lord, it was love that held you on that cross, Jesus. Lord, it was love for us, oh God, lost Hallelujah. people, oh God. Hallelujah. It was love for Hallelujah. us sinners, Jesus. oh God, who, Lord, cursed you, Hallelujah. Lord, and Lord didn't want Lord. anything to do, do with you, oh God. It was love for us, oh God, that held you on that cross, Jesus. Mm. Lord, and you suffered, oh God. Oh, Lord, that, that, that we could, Lord, be forgiven, Jesus, Lord, that, that our sins, Lord, could be washed away, oh God, that we could be free, Lord, oh Lord, of the condemnation, Lord, of the guilt, oh God, of the shame, Lord, Lord, all taken away, Lord, Lord, because of your death on the cross, Lord, we are set free, oh God, delivered, oh Amen. God. Oh, Lord, with new life, oh God, and you came out of that tomb, oh God. Oh, Lord, 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 proven, Lord. Lord, the job was done, Lord. It was finished, oh God. Sin was paid for, oh God. Lord, and we, Lord, Lord, can pass through your death, oh God, your resurrection, Lord, inherit eternal Amen. life, Lord. Oh, Lord, and live forever with you, oh God. Amen. Thank you, oh God. Oh, Lord, for this day, oh God. Lord, Good Friday, oh God, where we remember, oh Lord, that sacrifice paid. Lord, and I thank Lord for Brother Jay. Lord, would you bless him, oh God. Yes. Oh, Lord, Hallelujah. ministers, Lord, Lord, yes, in that Father. church and hall, oh God, as you lead him yes, forward, Father. Lord, yes, oh Lord, 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 to many other pulpits, Lord, Lord, many congregations, God, would you bless him, Lord, always fill his mouth, oh God, oh Lord, bless yes. him and Fiona, Lord, and Ethan as Hallelujah. a family, Lord, thank yes, you, Lord, Lord, they belong yes, to us, Lord, we belong to them, oh God, Amen. brothers God. and sisters, oh God, thank you, Lord. oh Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for these moments together, oh God, thank you, Lord, thank for you, Lord. speaking thank to us you, today, Lord, and just the joy of your presence, Lord. And Lord, bless us now as we part, Lord. Lord, as we go through the moments of this Easter weekend, oh God, bless us, Lord, and help us, Lord, to Lord to understand a little bit more about your death and Hallelujah. resurrection, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank we bless you today, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.